Town, I think there's been a harvest for kids. Yes, pretty, pretty, well. pretty well there. I know last year you might have not seen him because he was uh, deathly sick in the car. Oh, yeah fighting uh, whatever he was fighting, <laughs> and uh, anyhow, we're uh, so glad to have Dave here, and then um, and then we're going to have the co-founder of Children's Camps International as well, Anthony, all the way from India, so yeah, looking okay. forward to hearing from you. <laughs> Thanks, thank you very much uh, for allowing me to come and share. You know, you get different introductions depending where you are, right, and if I'm in Manitoba, all I ever hear, I'm from Saskatchewan, by the way. All I ever hear is how well the bombers are beating the riders, so I get that. Here I come and I'm recognized as a guy that didn't show up, sat in the car, sick, and I was sick, but it's all good. It's good to be here with you this morning. Um, we're going to start off quickly with a video, a video of, uh, kind of gives you a summary of what our mission is about. We'll start with that. So it's been 20 years since the ministry started, uh, it, uh, and Anthony, who will come up here shortly and share, uh, will share the kind of the journey, 
and also a message with you guys today. So just to give you guys context, we fuel the fire for Jesus Christ. That's our mission here in North America, is provide resources for the countries so they can reach their nations. Uh, we don't take a North American-style camp to them. Let them run what works in their country. For uh, some of the countries, they don't need climbing walls. They don't need all these things. Just give them a soccer ball. And they go. And they have fun with the kids. And through that, uh, we, we run camps in the churches, like a VBS camp. Uh, and then follow it to us, which is one of the most important parts of what we do. And that is discipleship for one year. Weekly follow-up for one year where we see 75% of the kids making a decision to follow Jesus Christ as their personal savior. Um, the number on the screen you saw, 3.7 million. Uh, we, we, we actually got to stop making numbers in the videos because now over 4 million kids is what after June of this year, more than 4 million, and there will be more going yet this year. We anticipate a couple hundred thousand more kids before the end of the year. We'll hear the message of Jesus Christ. Um, it has been a privilege, and I'm going to turn it over to Anthony and hang on to your socks. He's passionate and loves Jesus with all of his heart, and he's going to share right away. But I just want to let you guys know this. Sometimes a pastor can't say this in a church. I can get away with it. You guys, I love the kids. They may be noisy. They may be messy, but you have kids. That is something that... We've walked in a few churches that don't have the kids, and they are such a blessing. I love that you're sitting at the front row. I'm not sure if you're in trouble, if you're in the front row, or you like church. But whatever it is, I like seeing you guys here, because you are the next generation that's going to change this world. Um, to kind of put into context of what does 4 million kids look like, I'm a numbers guy. I worked numbers all my life in the business world, and this, this analogy to me has been one that really sticks and, and, and has struck me how, what God's been doing through this ministry. If the kids were to take their, stretch your hands out like this, hand in hand, and stretch out all four million kids, they would start in Vancouver, and as of, uh, as of today, would go all the way out to Toronto, Ontario. You would have to drive over 38 hours to see every single face that's been impacted by the Ministry of Children's Camps International. And that is uh, all due to what God has done. We have just had the privilege of going for the ride, we always say. And it is a fun ride. If you want to know more about the ministry, there's a pamphlet at the back. Please grab it. Um, and there's, you'll see what a camp in India is like. It's actually sitting on that table. What, they, what the material, what they do is all sitting on the table. Please take a look at it and enjoy that. Um, I'm going to read some scripture for Anthony. Anthony's going to come and share. So if you were to turn in your Bibles to Luke 17. Luke 17 and verse 11 is where we're going to start. And that is the story where Jesus heals the ten men with leprosy. Luke 17, 11. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into the village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. 
Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Were not, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Anthony, all yours. Good morning. It is so good to be here with you this morning. I am Anthony Sami, Director of Children's Camps International from India. The Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. So I am really glad and happy to come and share what God is doing through our ministry and also today's God's word. Before I go further, I would like to thank this church congregation and this church for helping us to have this harvest on Wednesday. It was a wonderful time. The church and the congregation and the community all came together for the harvest. We had 13 combines in the field and we could raise more than $65,000 through that one harvest. It costs just $5 for a camper to attend camps in, uh, uh, in the developing nations. Only $5. So $65,000 helps us to send 13,000 children to camps. That's a great thing, isn't it? And we had 13 combines. You might have seen canola in those combines. But when I saw each combine carrying 1,000 children to camps. So 13,000 children can attend through that one harvest. So I would like to thank Kevin Linda for donating that land and all the farmers here bringing your combines and people donated fertilizer, seed, and uh, all the uh, things needed for great harvest. So that was a great thing. And this year, like you see, 20 years back, we started this Children's Camps International. The first year, we had only 500 children attending the camps. In last 20 years, more than 4 million children have gone through our camps. And just this summer, more than 300,000 children attended our camps in India. The first year, we partnered with five churches, but now we are partnering with more than 4,000 churches in India. And these churches make sure all these children are followed up every week, either on Saturday or on Sunday evening, two-hour program. All the children come to the follow-up program. Bible says, people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. That light is Jesus Christ. Because of this ministry, thousands and thousands of children are going to celebrate their first Christmas because they came to the camp and they accepted Jesus as their personal savior. One day when we get to heaven, we will see all these children. They will come and thank us. Thank you very much because of your help, because of the harvest you did in three hills. I am here in heaven. Thank you very much. And God will look at us and say, good and faithful servant, you are faithful in few things. I will make you in charge for 
many more things. So God is doing great things in this ministry. So today I am going to share my message from Luke chapter 17. Uh, Luke gospel chapter 17. And as uh, already Dave read here, it's about 10 leprosy people getting healed. So this is what I really like the gospel of Luke because uh, he puts things in a nicely in a story. It's in a story format. That's why the Jesus movie, have you, I hope you might have watched Jesus movie. That movie is based on Luke gospel. In the beginning, Luke puts Jesus' birth and his childhood. Then he writes about his uh, ministry, preparing for ministry. Then he writes about his ministry in Galilee. Then he writes about his journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. Then he writes about Jesus' death and resurrection. So today we are going to see Jesus' travel journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. Jesus was so happy doing ministry in Galilee because that was his boyhood town. He grew up there. So people already know him very well. And also he did 33 miracles in the Bible. Out of 33, 25 miracles were performed in the province of Galilee. And he preached a total of 32 parables in the Bible. In the Bible. And out of 32, 19 parables were preached in the province of Galilee. And he had 12 disciples. Out of 12, 11 disciples from Galilee, except Judas. So he was already a famous person. People knew him because of the miracles he did, because of the parables and preachings he did in Galilee. So people all knew him. So that was his hometown. And that was his ministry, head office. So it was very easy for him to do the ministry. But he was not comfortable just sitting in the place where it's more comfortable. He is a person, he jumps out of the boat. And he jumps out of the comfort zone to go to the places where there is rejection. Where there is people who oppose the ministry. This chapter we see Jesus healing the ten lepers. Before this passage... We see this passage is sandwiched between two different passages. The first one is before this, the disciples asking Jesus, Jesus, Lord, please increase our faith. So they are asking about faith. And Jesus says, if you have a faith as small as a mustard seed, you command this mulberry tree to be uprooted and be planted in the ocean, the sea. It will happen. So you have to have faith. So Jesus talks about faith. Then after this leper's healing, he talks about kingdom of God. So the meaning is here, you have to have faith. Then like this lepers, you have to put your faith into action. Then the kingdom of God will belong to you. So that's the, what Jesus and that's what Luke wants to tell us here. So Jesus, he was well known, well famous in Jerusalem, in Galilee. And he started to travel toward Jerusalem. As he was on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between 
Samaria and Galilee. You see, this is the place where mixed blood, Samaritans, they are half Jew and half Gentile. So these people live. There is the, that's the place, lots of opposition to Jesus' ministry. So Jesus goes to the places where there is rejection, where people oppose him. As he went there, he saw ten lepers coming to Jesus. They met him. Leprosy, that's a horrible disease. And it used to be a contagious disease. I don't know how many of you have experienced meeting people with leprosy. And, uh, but I have seen, because we have ministry in India, we go to lepers colony and do ministry. It happened like 25 years back when I was in Bible school in India. They took me to a leprosy colony where leper people having leprosy disease, they stay there. It, it was like a hospital. When they have leprosy, the whole community, the whole family, the relatives all reject you. They have to go outside the community. They have to live on their own. So they took me to the hospital to see the people. When they have leprosy, the pigmentation of their skin loses its color. And the nerve system fails. And they don't get any pain. And broken wounds. You can see fluid and fuss come out of their, the broken wound. And I saw so many leprosy people. They had no eyesight. They were blind. I talked to the director of the leprosy hospital. Why these people are blind to so many people? He told me, the leprosy, when they get leprosy, the nerve system fails, so they cannot even close their eyelid. So as they sleep, they cannot close their eyes. So that's a horrible situation. They cannot even have a peaceful sleep. Since they cannot close their eyelid, what happens during the night time, some small insects or some dust falls in their eyes, in the morning they get up, they are no more able to see clearly. So they lose their eyesight. And some people, they could not even speak properly because their throat affects, the throat nerve system gets affected by this leprosy and they cannot be able to see, uh, talk clearly. And I watched as they were going to sleep, some people took a plastic cover and they were covering their hands with the plastic cover and the legs because the reason they told me was when they go to sleep, sometimes there are rats in the hospital. The rats come and they bite their finger. They don't even get that pain because the nerve system is failed completely. The rat comes and eats their finger or toes. In the morning only they realize they miss some fingers or some they miss their toes. That much horrible disease is leprosy. I personally had a friend when I was in grade one. A girl studied together with me. So every day the bus takes, bus goes to her house and the bus driver stops and we used to get that girl into the bus. Then the bus goes to the school. After a few months, I started to realize the bus was no more stopping in front of their, her house. Then I came to know her dad got a leprosy. So the girl, she was just six years old. She had a great hope 
to get good education and a good job in the future and the whole family they had to vacate from that community they had to go far away from that community to live on their own so child 6 year old child's hope and confident and everything is gone all the sudden when her dad had that leprosy disease so everything is gone that's the painful disease and the once a guy has a leprosy he cannot even go and kiss his wife cannot go and hug his children they have to stand apart because the, there will be stinging smell so still when i go to do this ministry among lepers that's the condition they live that's the condition this 10 people were living so they came to jesus because they knew there is only one hope there is only one solution for their problem that is jesus christ we read in luke chapter chapter 5 jesus already healed a person who had leprosy so they came to know jesus is the only solution jesus is the only solution they came to him and crying crying out in loud voice they met they stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice you see there was no hope everybody gave up on them the family gave up on them the community gave up on them and the relatives gave up on them but there is only one person in this world he really loves us he is the creator of the whole universe he is our father he is our brother who he is our comforter he is our healer he is always with us that is jesus christ they came to know jesus is the only person who can deliver me from this bondage this darkness jesus came to those people today jesus is asking us you also go to people who live in darkness and bondage that's what we children's camps international we do in india we go and preach the goodness of jesus christ and we preach to the people because bible says jesus came to preach the goodness to the poor my people in india they think oh i am in poverty i need this jesus jesus came to preach and set the captives free from the bondages and darkness my people in india they are living in bondage and darkness they need jesus that's why he sent his followers to go that's why he established the churches for the pastors to come stand in front of this pulpit to preach the word of god because this is pulpit pulling people from the pit of darkness and bondages we have to pull people from the darknesses so they came to know Jesus is the only person can give hope to them they might have gone to you see there is no other solution there is no other hope they might have gone to muhammad muhammad save me they might have gone to buddha they didn't go there they didn't go to confucius they didn't go to their relatives they didn't go to the priests but they had hope he is the eternal priest he is the one can give me and save me from the bondages they went and asked jesus jesus in a loud voice you see lots of times we want to be we want to be cute in our prayer we don't want others to see us criticizing us or make fun of how the way we pray we want to be quiet and silent and just we pray for ourselves but the time will come 
the time will come we are living in a broken world we need to shout out to god and we have to pray for this country god i live in a country i am living in a society it is completely broken i came to canada 20 years back to canada that was totally different joyful and beautiful country good society loving people but last year i brought my son first time to canada and he says dad it doesn't look like what you told me about canada it is completely changed in 20 years in next 20 years it is going to be a totally different country people say anthony don't send your children to public schools because the teaching they do is that's against our faith and against our religion so country is broken so we have to come to god we should not be quiet and cute in our prayer we have to shout unto god Jesus you are the only hope for my nation you are the only solution for my nation please come to me so we live in india people go and worship all the animal gods they worship monkey rat snake cow is the most holy god and they worship the cow and they don't eat meat when we go to jesus he gives the transformation from three different things even in this story we are going to see how he transforms people first he transforms these lepers physically then he transforms people socially then he transforms people spiritually so we need to have all these three transformation in our life that's what jesus transformed these people three different ways he transformed them physically socially and spiritually my people in india they need to have this physical transformation because they live in poverty we have more cattle than you have in canada but they don't eat cow when i go to mcdonald's in india all i get is chicken burger i don't get any beef burger that's why when i land in canada the first thing i do is go and get a beef burger because that's my favorite food but we don't get in india people become malnourished there is enough food but people don't eat and we have lots of banana plantation that monkey goes and spoils all the banana people consider monkey as a god so they think their god is having a good supper and rat is another god they go and worship rat because of rat we get all the diseases dengue and other diseases and these rats go and eat all the uh, food grain and it is wasted so people become malnourished so if they come to know jesus bible says you shall know the truth that truth shall set you free that truth is jesus christ if they come to know jesus then there is enough food to eat lots of cattle to kill and slaughter and eat so they will be transformed physically they will have all the strength no more disease so here that's why they call jesus so we in india we call jesus you are the solution for my country it's not the things like humanitarian help all the food or clothing we get from north america that's not going to solve for my country so many humanitarian organizations are here they are raising all the time for food and clothing it's not going to stop there will be keep on coming for food but the only solution if they know jesus they will be freed for ever and ever the next they called jesus and next they say another thing is master You see that's what the I like the most because most of the time we accept Jesus as our father yeah that's correct when we are little when we first accept Jesus we call him as our father 
then we accept him as a brother then we call him a my healer my provider my comforter but that's all true but more than that we have to accept him as our master we read in mark 10 we read a young ruler he goes to jesus he asks how can i inherit the kingdom of god he calls good teacher then jesus says go and follow all the 10 commandments he says i have been following all these 10 commandments since my youth days then jesus says go and sell everything you have and give it to poor he didn't do that because he accepted jesus as a teacher he didn't accept jesus as a master when you accept jesus as a master then you will open the doors of your heart and you will let him come to your in you and god you come you are the master and you have control over me so that's what the master is so these guys they accepted jesus as a master in my personal life also i was born and brought up as a catholic so to do ministry to preach the word of god i had to go to the catholic seminary to study i went to the seminary i studied about jesus christ and i came to know the heartbeat of jesus christ heartbeat of jesus christ is his first message according to the bible is repent for the kingdom of god is at hand and his last message is when you receive the holy spirit you shall be my witness in jerusalem samaria judea and to the end of the world that's what jesus has heartbeat but my catholic church was teaching me something different go and help these people with food we have to feed them but the more important thing is bread of life that's what more important we have to feed them with bread of life jesus christ so i talked to the seminary superiors i want to preach the word of god because my great great grandparents used to be non christians they used to be living like a slaves and they were considered the lowest of the low in the society outcast people and they were rejected people by the community low caste people once they accepted jesus christ the chains are all broken and they got the freedom in jesus christ so bible says you are the chosen nation royal priesthood to declare the glory of him who called us from darkness to the glorious light so i am living in the glorious light i want to share that goodness with people but the catholic seminary told me something different so that's the time i accepted jesus as my master he is my master if master commands let's do it because he is in control of me not me he is in my control so they accepted jesus as master then they said to jesus have mercy on us you see have mercy he is the provider of mercy his mercy is not old every day he is giving in some places we see pity on us so he is the provider of mercy he is providing every day his mercy is new he is not taking mercy from yesterday he is not taking mercy from last week not from the last month every day he is providing new mercy today i am standing in front of you that is god's mercy today we are living that's god's mercy sometimes people think if god has done great miracle then i will thank him no today we are breathing that's god's mercy he has put breath in my heart that's god's mercy and we have clothes to wear that's god's mercy we have food on our table that's god's mercy we have a wonderful family 
That's God's mercy. We have a wonderful relatives and siblings. That's God's mercy. Everything is God's mercy. He is living, giving. His mercy is new every day. When the Israelites, Israelites were standing in front of the Red Sea, Moses, God asked Moses, take up, take up your rod and stretch your hand in front of that Red Sea. The Red Sea departed and divided and people could walk on the dry land. Forty years later, when Joshua was standing in, the, in front of River Jordan, I think Joshua also might have talked to God. God, 40 years back, Moses took a rod and stretched his hand in front of the Red Sea. You divided. Now I also want to take my rod and stretch it in front of the Jordan River. Then God says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do the same thing like I did 40 years back. That's for Moses. For you, you just put your feet first in the water. You put your feet in the water. When the priests of the Israelites and Joshua, when they put their feet in the water, water started to stop. The upstream water started to stop. Then people could walk on the dry land. So it is different every time. So he is the provider of mercy. So they, talk, they asked God, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. Then Jesus saw them. We have a God who looks at us in our problem. These people were rejected and they were outcast, but God looked at them. In my country also, people, we have caste system. Upper caste, middle caste, and lower caste, and most lower caste, so many caste system. The rich people, the upper caste people, they don't even mingle with low caste people. These are the people come to our camp the lowest of the outcast and rejected people. One young girl, 12 year girl, 12 year old girl came to the camp and he says, I used to be called lowest caste, but after coming to this camp, now I can say to this world, I am no more low caste. I am prince and princesses in Jesus Christ. When I go to even my Hindu temple, they tell me, you are low caste, you have to stand outside the temple. But I no need to go to the temple because God doesn't dwell in the temple that built by human being. God, we are, I am the temple of God. God dwells in me. So I am precious. My father is king of kings and lord of lords. So that's what the deliverance, that's the transformation. Socially it happens. And one girl, another girl just came for free food. We give at the camp. They have lots of cow, but they don't sell the milk. They don't drink the milk. They milk all the cows and what they do is they pour it on the top of the idle stones because that's how they bath their God every day. That's what written in their holy book. They have 330 million God and goddesses. So every day they take milk and they may have like 100 gods in the yard, their backyard. She has to pour the milk on the idols. They were poor, no food. She came just for a free food to the camp. After a week of camp, she accepted Jesus as, their, as her personal savior. Went back to her family and talked to the parents. Jesus is the real living God. We don't need to worship all those idle stones. Then through the pastor's connection, the whole family accepted Jesus. Now they threw all the stone idols. Now I, they got more milk. What to do with that milk? They started to sell, started a small dairy farm. Now they got, started to get money. 
she came for free food but now they have enough money to feed 100 children at the camp this year uh, last year they fed 100 children for 5 days that's the transform physical transformation used to be malnourished now they had money to for them and also for others that's the transformation jesus came to give to this world so people are living in a broken world like in a outcast in a remote places so jesus came to those people and jesus when he saw them he says go show yourself to the priests to go to the priest first they have to be cleaned according to the jewish law they cannot go as they have leprosy disease but still they accepted jesus's command because they believed jesus as a master they believed as i go i will be cleansed right now i may look like broken right now i may look like crazy right now i may look ugly right now i may not look like perfect but as i go it will be everything perfect before i reach my destination everything will be perfect because the one who commanded me to go is the creator of the whole universe if he says everything will be perfect so they go to show them to the priests as they were going they were keep on looking keep on looking their body because they had faith in god as they were going they got healed and only one person comes back to jesus to thank him and we see he is a samaritan we also get lots of benefits lots of things from god we need jesus when our family is broken we need jesus when our business is broken we need jesus when we go through rough time we need jesus when we are in miserable life but once everything is settled when everything is cleared then we forget about him this only one samaritan he comes back to jesus and he in a loud voice he thanks god i used i attend a pentecostal church in india i was born and brought up in a catholic church first time when i went to a pentecostal church everything looked like a crazy thing to me because people were raising and dancing and worshiping i pray to god god i don't want to become crazy like these people and i did i just put my both because they were always dancing and singing like this so i just i did not want to become crazy like that so i put my both hands in my pants inside my pant pockets standing like this i did not want to be crazy like that you see the reason they become crazy is i was like that with leprosy today i am healed i was dead today i have life i was blind today i can see if you know what the situation i came from then you also will praise and worship the lord as i worship so that's the spirit they have in jesus christ worshiping joyfully so they he was so loud and thanked god if i have to thank god for everything he did in my life i have to be thanking for him for entire life my entire life that much good things god has done in my life and god says race and go your faith has made you well that's a spiritual transformation he race and go and your faith made has you well 
That's what the spiritual transformation, that's what we also give at the camp. People come as non-Christians and after a week they accept Jesus Christ as their personal savior. Many have become missionaries, pastors, evangelists. Few years back I meet young people, they come and greet me. Brother Anthony, thank you very much because of your camp I attended, I became Christian, I went to the Bible school, then I became a missionary. Now I am reaching 10,000 young people by myself. And they were put in prison for two times. That's a spiritual transformation. One missionary came to my church when I was in India. He preached about becoming missionary. I became a missionary to Nepal when I was 19 years old. Two, time, two times people came to kill me. It was, I didn't worry about those things because I am in my master's service. He is the one called me. He is in control of me. He will do great things. So today I want to thank you and uh, for the harvest you did here and all the support your church is giving to this ministry. Because of your support and your prayers, so many children are going to be saved. When we get to seven, we will see different of different children of different colors, different language will come and thank us for the good things we do. Today's possibilities are tomorrow's miracle. Today we have possibility to help somebody to know about Jesus. Tomorrow it will be a great miracle in our life and also in so many children's lives. Thank you very much for this opportunity. May the God of Almighty continue to bless you and make you a blessing for so many others. Thank you. God bless you.